Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 9, Stuart Klazinka, running for Ward 5 Hamilton City Council. Stuart Klazinga, welcome to the Public Records 155 podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Who is Stuart Klazinga? Stuart Klazinga is a husband, a son. He is a dog owner, community-minded, geek, nerd, video game enthusiast, comic book enthusiast. That's pretty much the broad strokes. Why are you writing? I believe things can and should be done differently, both in the ward to a degree, but moreover across the city. Specifically in Ward 5, we're falling behind in some things such as bike lanes, transit across the board, and other safety issues. Things that do not lend themselves to a place where children can grow up to be the best and citizens can age successfully. And if we want to see changes along the lines of transparency and better accountability, then the main players need to change. Because if those do not change, if we do not get new people representing us at City Hall, then we have no reason to believe that transparency will become better, accountability will become better. How have you contributed to your community and our city? Over the past decade, I have been a member of the Kinsman Club of Stony Creek. It is a local chapter of a national nonprofit whose motto is serving the community's greatest needs. I have participated in fundraisers such as caroling to raise funds, selling fireworks. We are at Peach Festival every year. We run the birthday game. We run the alternative food booth. We also sell the glow products. And the money that is raised by the Kinsman and the Kinets, which is the female side of the club, and the associated kin clubs, which have members of both men and women. Funds that we raise go back into the community. We contribute to high school teams and little league teams. We also contribute to bursaries that people in need can apply for when seeking post-secondary education. This past year, I was a crossing guard. I would consider that to be contributing to the community. I'm also a little bit of a community activist. I speak up when I think something isn't being done properly or being done right. What are your two priorities for Ward 5 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? The two different categories for me are the same, Ward 5 and across the city. Those are affordable housing and transit. We have people who are being priced out of their homes after decades of living there. They are ending up in tent cities, they are ending up homeless, they are ending up in shelters, or they're ending up moving somewhere that they can't afford, and they're spending way too much of their income on rent. They're having to make decisions, do I put more food on the table this week? Do I pay my hydro bill? Do I pay rent? We need places that people can afford to live. Everyone should be able to afford a place to live. With that is being able to get around the city effectively, efficiently, and current transit system in Hamilton isn't doing that very well at all. There's been no considerable investment in our transit. People who use transit 
are, it seems like they are regarded as a lower class of citizen and why should we bother them? They have this, that should be good enough. What are three skills that you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? Thanks to years of psychology and social work classes at university, I have an ability to listen to what people are saying. I'm pretty good at researching issues and problem solving. And also those courses gave me the ability to mediate between two opposing sides to try and find a compromise that works for everybody. What is something interesting or unique about Ward 5 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? And I warn you that Ward 5 candidates get judged a little bit more by me because this is my home territory. So, Socially, Ward 5 is very diverse. We have many new Canadians from all around the world. Ward 5 is very diverse in age, ability, and income levels. Uh, Ward 5 runs the gambit, so to speak. Thank you. Now for the tough question. Hamilton's zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities, and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to age in place in the communities they've lived in for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? I'm not certain that mid-density is enough. I believe very strongly that we need more high density as well. That said, I think that housing needs to be planned with efficient and reliable transit in mind. So it either needs to be planned along existing efficient and reliable routes, or there needs to be a plan for these routes to exist in the near future. Especially when you're talking about lower income residents or seniors, people who may not be able to afford to drive or who are unable to drive, they need transit to be able to get around the city. In Ward 5, the main transit corridors are, as they exist right now, King, Greenhill, Nash, and Barton. Of course, I think that mid and preferably high-density residential should be built within walking distance of those corridors. Another thing you mentioned was walkable neighborhoods, and to me that means everything you need in your day-to-day -day, you can get by walking. Most everything you need in your day-to-day -day can be reached by walking. And that requires housing going up near amenities. And in Ward 5, the most dense amenity locations would be Eastgate Square, the corner of Queenston and Nash, Pretty much anywhere along Barton, there's plenty of amenities available. And to a lesser extent, Green Hill, down by where it meets the link, there's a plaza there. But I wouldn't say that that affords access to most of what you would need. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? First would be an app. Not a transit app, because I take transit. I know that there's plenty of apps out there that will do what I need them to do. I would propose an app that would allow citizens to report municipal issues. You could tag the location with the report. 
You could provide a picture, you could provide details, and these could include things such as snow clearing, broken sidewalks, potholes, graffiti, just a way for the city to receive reports from citizens that's convenient, simple. The old channels will still be there. You can still call it in. You can still write a letter. This system would make it a lot easier for a larger portion of the population. A second, a second change to improve service would be to help entrepreneurs and small business owners. The city should implement a streamlined and checklisted business permit approval system so that entrepreneurs know up front exactly what they need and when they need to have it. Because we have people who are ready to open a business in Hamilton and they are unable to because there are requirements that have just come up out of nowhere or it wasn't explained to them properly exactly what they need to do to be able to open their business. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? Going along with the app, that same train of thought would be implementing a unified ticketing system. I'm not talking about parking tickets and stuff like that. I'm talking about when you contact tech support, they say, okay, here's your ticket number. That number, anyone can look it up and they can see, oh, this is the issue that this person was having. The city needs to have a system across all of City Hall, so that's all city services, all city departments, and councillors, to ensure that citizens who are raising issues or problems are being responded to and that issues are being resolved. You bring up an issue with someone at the city and a case is created, it links back to you. If you want it to, it doesn't necessarily have to link to your name or whatever, but there's an open ticket and that ticket remains open until the issue is resolved. The second one would be to establish a social media policy for all of City Hall, staff, departments, members of council, etc. There's no reason for councillors' social media accounts to be blocking people who have not engaged in harassment or any other suitable criteria to be blocked. I know for a fact that you, Joey, have a few examples of being blocked by people at City Hall. That shouldn't happen. The city needs to know where it stands on social media accounts. The councillors need to know what they can and cannot do. The councillors need to know what is expected of them with these accounts that they have. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked ballots enable voters to prioritize candidates they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked balloting? I am in favor of ranked balloting. How will you improve civic governance and engagement in the next four years? As stated above, the social media policy would uh, help towards this. I would call for recorded votes on every motion and also reduce in-camera sessions by waiving privilege where acceptable or appropriate by every time asking myself and fellow counselors, do we need to keep what is happening from the public eye? Is that truly necessary in this case? How will the city's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? Hiring should be based on a transparent process, weighing the recommendations of staff, 
the interview process, and public opinion. I would hope that a future city manager is a capable individual who can both advance the city's strategic plan and promote a culture of excellence. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? By carefully weighing the needs of the most vulnerable in our society. In my opinion, smart investments that benefit the most vulnerable of our population will often pay greater dividends than the same investment put towards those who do not have so great of a need. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that's just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council, and what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? Three words to best describe the end of my first four years of city councilor. I would hope they are compassionate, diligent, successful. And three words to describe the last four years of city council as a whole. I would hope that they are transparent, accountable, responsible. Thank you, Stuart. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? No, that is about it for me. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to thank the Red Hill branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their sound studio today. And thank you for coming all the way down to Ward 5 for the interview. I did travel from downtown, but I do spend a lot of time out here. It is my home ward. And, uh, you know, I will go after this and have lunch at my favorite tea shop. So (laughs) sounds like a plan. Thanks, Joey. Thank you. This has been episode nine of the Public Records, the 155 podcast, our interviews with candidates across Hamilton in the 2018 municipal election. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.